What's up? I'm Jordy Angela. And it's your main man, B Dot. And this is the checkup. B Dot, how you doing today? I'm good, girl. How about yourself? I can't complain. I cannot complain. I'm pretty good. I've now recovered from Miami losing the finals. Um, I was I wasn't doing so well for a long time, but I'm back. And um, you know, I'm getting there. So um there's a there's a few things we can tackle today. Um Well I mean wait, wait, wait. I mean, speaking of Miami, I think we might as well go uh, I think we might as well go right into it. Um your boy, your boy, your boy, your boy, uh Patrick uh Patrick Riley said there's an asterisk. Did he call him Patrick? Oh my Yes, goodness. uh Mr. Patrick Wild Riley. He said there's a, a <laughs> ash a asterisk, a asterisk, however you say it. Next. <laughs> You know, next to this title, a lot of people took it, you know, they took the wrong way. They thought it said it would be an asterisk towards the, you know, on the Lakers title. But they said, no, for this championship run for Miami, there's an asterisk because he feels as though that if Bam and Drogic was 100% healthy, it would at least went to a game seven. Expand on that for me, Mrs. Joy Heat. <laughs> Everybody, bro, you're the you're first of all, you're not the first person to call me that, and that is so weird. But anyways, um, I I I agree with him in the aspect of if they were healthy, when it was game seven, I still feel like the Astro thing isn't fair because had Miami won, he would not have said that at the end of the day. So I feel like that was messed up to even just include the asterisk. Now he did say leave it off of the Lakers side, but put it on Miami side. So basically, I guess because they had injured uh, players injured, give them an excuse and put an asterisk on their side, but do not put an asterisk on the Lakers side. And the media freaking like misconstrued it and made it seem like he was hating. And I don't think he was trying to hate. I think he just wanted everybody to know that if they were all healthy, which I do believe, that Miami could have beat them or at least went to game seven. So I agree with him. But if he meant to, you know, throw Shea LeBron, then I did not like that whatsoever. I don't think that was cool of Pat, of Pat Riley to do. No, nah, I mean, I feel what Pat says. Um, in their mind, you know, he feels as though, it's a, even though, you know, they lost, but he feels as though that, you know, you're not saying they could have won, but of course, you know, that's what he was thinking. But he was just saying in terms of if we read full, you know, full health, then, Man. I mean, you know, we would have, you know, we would have, we would have won, you know, we would have made it. I agree. Or it would have been a better competitive series. But I mean, you can say that about any championship. You can say that about that, that Warriors championship where Steph Curry, every, every person they played against, every guard was injured from, you know, from Drew Holiday to, you know, to the Patrick Beverly's to et cetera, et cetera. So you can say that if, you know, if they were healthy, then the Warriors might have not won that year. But if, if was the fifth, we all be drunk as hell. So. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Patterson, Patrick Raleigh. Um, uh, maybe next year, brother. Maybe next year. Now, or may, or maybe in three months. Let's put it like that. Yeah, yeah. December 22nd. That's what, that's, what they're, that's what they're trying to get it to. So let me ask you this. So, you know, we just saw Miami lose in the finals to the Lakers. I want, I want to ask you, what do you think Miami, like, who do you think Miami needs to pursue in the offseason? Do you think that should, like, like stick to where they are with with the you know with the players they have. Do you think they should pursue a big, a rim protector, another playmaker? Like, what do you think they need right now, or do you think they need to change anything at all? Um, man, it depends on who they're who who they're looking. Who would be in those trade assets? Uh, right. I know he doesn't want to get rid of the Tyler because uh, they said he has. Uh, they feel like he has Devin Booker, Devin Booker potential. But I mean, I like I like Bradley Bill, man. And the reason why I like Bradley is because he's another, he's another one of those guys that could have helped Jimmy in terms of, you know, 
create his own shot and get his own shot mm -hmm. off. You know, uh, Jimmy did his thing. He kind of ran out of um, ran out of some, ran out of gas. You know, towards that last game. Um, even Jimmy right. said, it, you know, he's not the best. He's not the most athletic athletic player in the world, but he's very efficient. He knows how to get the job done. But at the end of the day, you need though you need you kind of need that guy that's able to force those shots and be able to get it on his own. You know, because um, I mean it's tough. You know, Tyler Harrow, he's gonna get there. Um, Bam, you know, Bam still learning. I mean, they had if Drogic wasn't injured, that is still you know that would have helped them. But he's not as explosive as Bradley Beal is, as we see in terms of getting this shot off. Bradley Beal can also score, and the way the Lakers guards was guarding. I mean, they would have had a they would have had a tough they would have had a tough battle with him. Whether you would have put it on Danny Green on him or Kyle Kuzma, Brad, Bradley Bill would have would have got got his off. Um, right. As far as Giannis, and he's younger. Yeah, right. And as far as Giannis going there, I don't know how that really really would have worked. Because um, I mean, that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I like Bam, and I think if you replace Bam with Gian, if you replace Giannis with Bam, it's not the same thing. But it uh. It'll put a little bit more pressure on the defense, but at the end of the day, Giannis still not he's still not consistent with that outside jump, and you can just really just clog the paint up, you know. And right, yeah. So I don't know, man. I like Bradley Beal. I like them. I like I like bringing in another guard, um, because as we see the small ball, you know, the small ball works. You don't really need as much height, um, and yeah, especially when they're clicking on all cylinders, we see they were capable of beating the Lakers with what they had. So I, I feel as though very capable, very capable. So I think adding just another offensive threat to them to give them more options to add some more a little continuity to their offense, not just you know Jimmy Butler trying to create for everyone else or you know um, uh, Duncan Robinson just coming off screens and trying to shoot every time. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So yeah. I, what about yourself? What about yourself? I don't think you know. I don't think they're that far off. But I think you know. I think. They could use someone of of significance if if it's if it's just right. one person or if it's a collective of players. I heard Paul George trying to get out there to Miami. <laughs> Heck no, we don't. And we don't freaking want him. Return to Cinder. We do not want anything to do. We're trying to win. Okay, oh my not plumbing. We're trying to win. So what you? If how you feel about that? If you're looking for a guy to destroy your team, then Paul George is the one. Chill, team. man. Ch yeah. Anyways, chill. Go, <laughs> go. Okay, um, I feel I agree with you. I feel like they need another guard. I wouldn't mind seeing a rim protector as well. But as you can see, even with the Lakers, they only use the White Howard and JaVel McGee when they needed to. So I wouldn't say like they need a rim protector, but I I think the next thing like the main thing they need is a go to scorer, obviously, whether that's a guard, shooting guard, whatever, um, that can also make plays. Um, the only problem if you're trading for one or you're gonna sign one is you're going to run into – you're going to have to let someone go. Kendrick Nunn's a guard. Goins a guard. Jimmy Butler's a guard. Tyler Hero's a guard. So somebody's going to lose minutes. And then Miami's all into, like, developing players. So I want to see – I the only way I can see that working out is if they trade a, a guard for another guard or a, a guard in pieces or picks for, for another guard. So um, – because I don't see that many guards on one team all developing, all getting playing time. Unless they like switch positions and crap, I know Jimmy Butler is is you know he's capable, but Tyler Hero, Kendrick, Goring, I don't know about all of that. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do agree with you; another go-to scorer would be really really good for them. Right, right. So yeah, I like we'll that. Definitely see what happens. We will, we will. You know, you know, Pat Riley. He's pretty, he's pretty. You know, he's pretty good with bringing players to him. We've also heard that Miami has become of a, 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 a hot. 
commodity for free agents so far. Apparently there's a rumor that a lot of free agents have already committed to teams, but we'll get into that on the next episode of um, The Checkup. Yeah, man. I, I, who do you So how do you feel about LeBron, you know, stick, sticking on the whole Miami and Lakers thing? How do you feel about LeBron, you know, they're planning on starting a season, they said December 1st, which is not too far away. I thought it was December 22nd. That well, I, well, if that well, training camp is going to start December first, if we want to, you know, put it in our perspective. Oh, got it, got it, got it. You feel right, me? Right, like right. so, um, a lot of people I know we had um your main man Danny Green, like Green, um, said that uh he feels as though that if they started that early, LeBron would at least take the first month off. How how do you feel about that, and how would that affect other players and other teams? decision on starting you know on time or are they going to take the LeBron you know type route if they have that clout too I just think it's funny how the the one that you could say contributed the least have the most to say it's just kind of weird the ones that cost them almost cost them championship are the first ones to impress runs but that's none of my business anyway like I was saying before um I, I feel like um I, I, I get where they're coming from. But at the same time, now I, I feel for Miami and Lakers the most. Because what you don't want is for them to come back earlier and they get and then injuries happen. That's what you don't want. So I feel for them in that aspect. But at the same time, they had four months off before the season started back up. And then their their season shorter. They're thinking about cutting out All Star. Well, they're they're thinking about cutting out All Star Weekend, just getting them two weeks off. That's what I heard. And I also heard that if they don't start it, uh, if they start it in January instead of December, they're gonna lose the league's gonna lose six hundred million dollars. So Yeesh. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, I understand both sides of it. I feel like just giving their four month break, um, before you know they start it back, I feel like you know they'll be fine. I'm not sure how Brian feels about it. I seen Brian in the gym a few days ago on his story. So I don't know how he feels about it personally. But I feel like it'll be okay. But like I said, what I don't want to see is injuries resulting in, you know, the season starting earlier. So I, I feel you on that aspect. Um, heck, yeah, that'd be tough, man, you know, injuries. But, I mean, shoot, I know a lot of players are itching to get back, you know, get back into the gym, get back into the season. One of those teams are the Phoenix Suns. Which I'm, you know, which I'm definitely looking forward to what offseason moves they'll make. I really like Fred Van Fleet going over there and maybe a um a be a Beatrice or whatever his name is, the guy, the the shooter from um Washington. But um Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it start. It just depends on how the player's feeling. Um I know LeBron is ready to get back to it active. Of course he's you know, he's happy to see his family. And I know the only thing I'm really worried about is I know I heard they're gonna be holding they're gonna be holding their games, you know, respectfully. Um at their arenas. Um, and of course, it's not going to be, you know, fully, you know, at capacity, but it would be interesting to see how that will work because a lot of those players have to go back to their family and a lot of their families, you know, aren't under the same rules they are. You know, their wife may, you know, go out shopping or may want to go, you know, somewhere, hang with her friends or just go out in general to run errands or do whatever she wants, maybe get her nails done. And, you know, you got to make sure, you know, she's COVID-free. Plus, if you have a teenage daughter or son that, you know, wants to go out and, you know, wherever they are, it may be open there but still at risk to bring back corona. Um, that would be very interesting to see. Um we all know the arenas are going to be safely sanitized and, you know, properly prepared, but it's the players' outside life. So, because it's tough to do a bubble for all 20, 
something odd team. So I'll be excited to see that. Um, I'm definitely excited um, for the free agents and see where they go and, um, you know, how this season is going to look. It'll be very interesting. The NBA usually yeah. figure it out and does it right, but we'll see if they, you know. If Adam Silver pulls this series, like this season off with no cases or little to none cases, he's the GOAT. He runs, he needs to run he for president. He is the GOAT. Adam Silver literally. for president. <laughs> for real, for real. He do a better job than Trump. He are, he He's already done a better job than Trump. Hey, man, listen here. <sighs> listen here. So, <laughs> speaking of them Lakers, Joy, who you think the biggest threat? You know, I guess, I mean, still Ooh. free agent is still pending. I heard, you know, rumors that they're going to break at, break that Clipper squad up. But as of now, you know, who is the biggest threat to the Lakers? And, you know, if the team, if A or B such team adds some pieces to themselves, uh, who would be the biggest threat then? I think it's going to be the Warriors. Mm. I think it may be the Warriors because, I mean, the thing with Stephen Clay is they know how to win. Yeah. If Draymond Green stays – and a lot of people are saying trade him. If you're not getting somewhat like if you if you're not if you're not getting him plus a few picks in exchange like a superstar, I will leave him where he is because he 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 first of all he gets his hands dirty and he's a key to their chemistry. That's another thing. And he can put he can put up threes. So my thing is, but I feel like Golden State as a whole they know how to win. I feel like it's you know Stephen Clay they've done it. They what do I got three rings? So, I mean, they, they obviously know how to win. They're still in their prime. They're Hall of Fame, sh you know, shooters, offensive players. So, my thing is, I would never count them out. And if anybody knows how to beat LeBron, it's Golden State. And I feel like at the end of the day, um, yeah, they don't have KD anymore. But I feel like they're going to make the proper moves in the offseason. And draft-wise, they got a top draft pick. And they're going to make moves, like I said, moves in the offseason, get whoever they need to get. But I feel like when, I, when it's all said and done, I feel like in the West, the Warriors are going to be the biggest threat. I don't see the Clippers being the biggest threat. Um, I feel like the Nuggets, um, they're going to be in the mix. But I don't see them being a huge threat to the uh, to the Lakers. I feel like the biggest threat to the to, to Lakers is, you know, are the uh, are the Warriors, and that's how I feel about it. What about you? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, a lot of people are a lot of people are you know they're forgetting about Stephen Clay. They're they're forgetting about the Warriors just because they had a down year, and um, but these guys are champions. These this is this is the same team that trend <laughs> transcended the NBA into what it is now into the small ball into the everyone shooting more threes and seeing that you know you know Stephen Steph Steph Curry changed the game and you know. Adding Clay and then adding a dope, uh, lovely draft prospect with them if they decide to trade it. You don't know who they're going to end up signing because yeah, the Warriors, exactly. they are playing in that new beautiful arena in San Francisco. And that is also a great team with a great head coach and a great coaching staff. So that will be very interesting to see. I, I, yes, if the Warriors come back healthy, I think the Warriors will give a run to the Lakers just because of their guard depth. And and how well they shoot it. Um, of course, going to be pinning their defense and how healthy Draymond is and Clay. But Clay looks good. Steph looks good. Draymond looks good. It's just all about you know getting those other surrounding pieces. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see, man. Um, right now, the Lakers they're still the front runners because they still have their same team intact. The Clippers seem like they're getting blown up. The Rockets, of course, they're still trying to figure it out. Hopefully, you know, they do figure it out because, you know, we love James and we love Russ. And, um, you know, we'll see how the Trailblazers are looking, the Suns, et cetera, the Mavericks. We'll see what moves the Mavericks make. Oh, my gosh. Yes, if the, if if it's not the Warriors, 
the Mavericks will be listen. You know how I had Miami as my door Christmas. This year, the Mavericks are gonna be my door. They if they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, they can beat anybody. They if if the Mavericks stay healthy, they can beat anybody. I'm dead serious. I can see it like now. So yeah. I lo- yeah, I, I I love that. Uh same, same. Speaking speaking of let's say speaking about duos and and and, and disruption in 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 conferences, how do you does Kyrie and KD do they are they forcing it? Are they doing the most right now? Um, you know, they recently came up. Kyrie had a statement about finally having somebody that he trusts to take the same shots he's able to right. try, talk. Yeah, KD's uh, got into it with somebody else on Twitter. Now, you know, now they're talking about you know, you know, basically saying it's going to be a joint head coaching job. We just seen the Nets just signed Amari Stoudemire as their assistant coach, which I seem which is dope to me. I love the players. The players as coaches, um, especially those two players that were former teammates that all that also damn near transcended the the pick and roll right. game. You know, uh, before I mean, you know, after you know John Stockton and Malone, a little bit more athletic wise with the Mark Stoudemire down there. Um, and now, now it's like they're coming out with a whole shoe together, a combination shoe together. And they ain't even done shit. Um, are they are they trying to force this buddy buddy we're best friends down our throat? Um, versus besides letting it come natural, kind of how, you know, LeBron and AD kind of did. You know, um, we've seen LeBron was vouching for AD for about two, three years now trying to get him, you know, to in a, in a, in a Lakers jersey, and he made it happen. But how do you feel, how do you feel about it, man? Is it is it clout? Is it is it real? Or will it blow up in the season? This is what I would say. I, I do believe it's genuine. I think it's a genuine friendship. I feel like they actually have – I think they're actually real friends. And I feel like their decision-making from the jump, like going to Brooklyn together, I feel like it kind of showed that they are, like, genuine friends. Because, I mean, I would – it was kind of similar to, like, wrestling Harden in a way, I guess. But it was different because, you know, they're two different type of players and they had two different stigmas at the time. But I feel like it's genuine – but I feel like we're going to see just how genuine it is when they're tested in the season. Because, I mean, right now, it's all good right now. But, you know, um, when when we're going to see if it's real and they're going to see if it's real. Because they may, they may think it's all good, you know, all good in the hood, whatever. And then when the season starts up and you're constantly being tested every night, then that's when, you know, every, every friendship goes through tests. And I feel like it's going to be one of those things. But I feel like, you know, Every player, every Katie, every Kyrie has a match for them. And that could be like they could be their, the match made in heaven. Who knows? But what I will say, what I didn't like is when Kevin Durant said that Kyrie Irving was better than Allen Iverson. I did not like that. He recently said that <laughs> a few days ago. And here's what I'll say. Kyrie Irving, skill level. Kyrie Irving is one of the most skilled guards of all time. You could argue that he's more skilled than Allen Iverson. But to say that he's better, when you witness Allen Iverson, okay, take the take the take 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 Philly to the finals as a one-man show, you're gonna say that he's better than Allen Iverson. I think that was going too far. That, that's 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 just blasphemous. I, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, just, I don't, I don't understand how Kevin Durant, the same guy 
who joined a 73-win team that just beat him in the playoffs before, and he joined the Warriors and won a championship with them. That's, 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 that's just ostentatiously just soft to me, Joy. I don't, I don't understand how, but maybe if he, maybe if he brushed his hair and it, and it affected his brain cells, maybe he'd think straight. I said it. I, I, I said, I, I, well, well, Stephen A. Smith, I, I honestly feel as though, um, Max, Max, say whatever you got to say, Max, because I, I don't want to, well, um, well, first, first thing, um, it can be an argument that Kyrie Irving, um, is better than Allen Iverson. And, and the reason why I say that, Stephen, is because if you want to take in the physical attributes, um, 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 Kyrie is more bigger than Allen Iverson. He he shoots it better than I, Allen Iverson. He's he's also had better leaders than Allen Iverson. That, and that's just first. But second, um, <laughs> hell no, that's crazy. That's sick, he bro. He said it. I, he said I, it. I can't. I'm, I don't like. All right, if we want to compare AI and 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 Kyrie, let's take those two teams they had. Kyrie had maybe Kyrie definitely. I don't know. He probably did have a better. A better team when he's with the Cavaliers by himself and still wasn't able to do nothing with those guys. And the way Allen Iverson was able to, the, the guys he had. And don't forget about Boston. Don't forget about right. Kyrie and Boston. You're right. And it was almost into comparison of how LeBron, LeBron, the LeBron Cavaliers they had. You know, when LeBron had little to nothing. I was looking at the um, LeBron highlights from when he played against the Pistons and the Celtics. And the team he had around him, he had goddamn. Daniel Gibson started. Uh, 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 Booby. Sasha. Don't we can't forget about uh, uh, Sasha, the dude with the last, the the the, the with the last. Is It's Gauskis. He had uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Anderson Varejao. Eric Snow. Eric Snow was the starting point. Eric Snow, Joy. We're people. We, we, Eric Snow wasn't that great of a player. When he was with Allen Iverson, and I still thought he was old as hell. But now that I think about it, he was with LeBron starting this. <laughs> yeah, so, and Kyrie, Kyrie didn't have a lot around him. He had Anthony Bennett. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, Anthony no. Bennett was probably more talented than anybody on that damn, uh, on that damn uh, 76ers yeah, team. Yeah, even had. with the bust. Right, right. So, um, yeah, that's tough to say, man. That's that's tough to say. I, I don't know. I, yeah, Kevin Durant, I know you want to hype your best friend up more yeah. like. A yes, like, bitch, yes type situation, it. but and it's it's good to see it's good to see Katie believe in Kyrie like this because you know it's good to see that it's similar to Lavar Ball and his sons, uh, believing yeah, believing, but at the same time it's just like let it let it play out first, like let's see what y'all look like next year, let's see you know what tests y'all go through, and then if Kyrie shocks the world and Kyrie becomes this great player and if he keeps developing and getting better and better, then you. Well, it's still AI, but you know, come on, it may sound better on our ears. Sheesh, AI, come on now, let's let's come on, let's fix it, you. Jesus. <laughs> okay, yes. So, last question for you before we close. Before we close, I really fast. Um, give me your top contender for the East and the West next year. And I know obviously we don't we don't know yet because there's going to be trades that happen, the drafts has to happen, free agency. But as of right now, hypothetically speaking, knowing that each organization is going to make certain, you know, certain moves, who do you think is going to be the, the top contender for East and the West next year? Um, I still think if uh, Giannis stays in Milwaukee that they'll be number one. 
Um, in terms of wins, it's the it's, it's the regular season, Joy. You know how that is. Right, right, right. Um, run up the wins in the regular season. Try to position yourself properly for the playoffs. So if if, if Giannis stays in Milwaukee, and even if they do add a piece, um, I still you know they'll they'll be the top team, but I don't think they'll win it all. Um, I think it'll come down once again to Miami and the Celtics. I think Miami learned something about themselves. They've seen something that they can really do, and I feel like they're going to take that momentum and keep it pushing. I think they're going to get a a good free agent. If it's not a great one, they would get one that would definitely help them. I don't know if it's going to put them over the hump, but like we said, we made they they don't. I don't think they need that much because they had injuries. And like you they said, don't. they're capable of beating mm-hmm. the Lakers with with what they had. So just think of them coming back healthy. Um, that'd be a scary sight. And I love the Celtics. Um, I think it's definitely a learning experience for the Celtics. You know, that young squad finally getting some success in the playoffs. Um, I, 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 I like them. I think I think it's gonna go it's gonna go it's gonna go through those, you know, those two guys. And of course we like Brooklyn, of course, you know, KD and Kyrie that, that puts the guys right there at the top of the pack, but we haven't seen them play together yet, you know, Joy. They have a rookie head coach, they have a rookie assistant coach, right. and they have two guys that has never played with one another outside of the USA, you know, the USA games. So and a lot of and a lot of those other pieces have to come together. They have a lot of ball hungry guys on that team. Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, uh, Levert, uh, those guys are, you know, even Joe Harris. They need the ball. Not saying they won't be able to figure it out, but we'll see. Those guys are also ball hungry. So we'll. So right now, my top my top two picks are the Celtics and Miami Heat. With uh, you know, I'm giving the edge to the Miami Heat um, as of now, but it's really close with the Celtics because the Celtics, those guys. We're looking really well. They are healthy. And it seems like, you know, they were kind of figuring out. You know, Kimball Walker, didn't, he didn't have his best outing. But, you know, we'll see what Danny Ainge is going to do. But we know how cutthroat Danny Ainge is. He says nobody is safe. You know, maybe right. just Tatum. You know, he may be the only safe guy on that team. But I like Jalen Brown. I, I know people. I love Jalen Brown. I, I know people good. don't. I know Jalen Brown. I know uh, Jason Tatum is the more prettier, popular pick. But I like Jalen Brown. He gets the job done. He puts his head down. And he and not saying Jason Tatum doesn't, but I think Jalen Brown is a little bit more consistent. And I like him better on the defensive end. He's gonna be um he's gonna be more of a, you know, he's gonna be a great two-way defender, a three and D player down the line. So yeah, man. I think I think, yeah, I'm gonna say Miami Heat and the Celtics, Joy. Okay. What about your West? My West um, Lakers. Sticking with the Lakers. Sticking with the Lakers, I like the Lakers, and I'm loving the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, I'm looking forward to the Warriors, but you know, um, we got to They got to figure it out. You know, they 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 don't have that much depth. You know, after uh, Andrew Wiggins, you know, so mm-hmm. we're gonna see. You know, that bench, what they do with that bench, what they do with those players. So right now, I'm feeling. Right now, Joy, I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling the Lakers, and I'm feeling the Mavericks. I feel like the Mavericks are gonna make okay. some type of strong. Move in the offseason. Porzingis is going to come back healthier and stronger. And um, we'll see. I, I I heard Victor Oladipo once out of Indiana. Not saying he'll be that much of a game changer for the Mavericks, but I kind of like him more than Tim Hardaway Jr. You kind of know what you're going to get with Got him. Got it. Okay. Well, in the East, I like Miami, of course. I would never stop believing in those guys. And um, I see Boston – the Bucks, I feel like I feel like if the Bucks take care of business, which they can this offseason, if they get like a good point guard, um, a solid one, I think they should let Eric Bledsoe go, honestly. Um, maybe and I also I was I was watching Gowie the kid Gowie's uh YouTube video. He did one on free agent uh, uh not free agency, um 
trade scenarios. And he was talking about, I think he said, sending Eric Bledsoe to the Clippers. I think that's what he said because it's a defensive team he can play make. So I like him over there. But I forgot what he said in return. But regardless, I feel like they need a solid um, point guard, whether it's Chris Paul, whether it's someone like that. That can just go and get the job done, even like Drew Holiday, somebody. But they have to take care of business in the offseason. If they take care of business and the offseason get a good guard, I see them as a huge threat um, in the East um, along with Miami. I I like Boston, but I feel like there is something going on that may not get them over the hump. I don't know if it's Daniel Tice. I don't know what it is, but I feel like maybe their bench can be better. I don't know, but it's something like weird going on. But like I said, Jake, like you said, Jalen Brown, he's amazing. I feel like you could arguably say he's one of the best, if not the best player on that team, whatever, because I feel like under pressure, he's the best. And I feel like he, he keeps his head more than anybody. Um, but Miami is, you know, who I have coming out the East, obviously. If Brooklyn doesn't do it, because Brooklyn, they're, they, they, they're, they're figuring it out, but they have a lot of depth. That's the scary part. Karis LeVert, Spencer, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Like, that team, if they if they get it together, like, coaching-wise and chemistry-wise, and they're consistent, and they can stay healthy, that team is legit scary for anybody, including Miami. So, so um, they're scary as heck. I'm intimidated by them if they get it together. So, um, I'm scared of them. I would say... Um, in a perfect world of everything like gels perfectly, I would say Miami and Brooklyn. And then um, in the in the West, I would say obviously the Lakers. I think the Lakers they need to make a few changes. Danny Green, I don't think he's a good fit there. Um, I think he should go. Um, I think a, a few other players can go as well, but I'm not gonna talk about that right now. But anyways, the Lakers. Um, I would say they're a top contender. I would say the Warriors, and I would say the Mavericks. That's what I would say. So, um, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Joy, damn, they won a championship. I know Danny ain't show up like that, but they won it. He, he doesn't did. fit. He doesn't fit there. He did, but we only saying that because how we see him in the in the playoffs, he did a hell of a no, job. Look, in the though, no, 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 look, look. I'm explain why. So I was I was talking to um a good friend of mine, and he was talking. He's really really he really, he's really really close to Rodney Hood, and he said that Rodney Hood um played with LeBron. Obviously, he said that when he played with LeBron. The system was so different that he had to remind himself how good he was because he said that when he got he played with LeBron, it's so different. The playmaking the playmaking is so different that you know he wasn't knocking down shots that he never would knock down, and he he lost confidence. But he said when he ended up leaving, he ended up getting better, and then before he was better. I feel like with Danny Green, it's not the fact that he's a bad player. I just don't think he fits with LeBron's style of play. LeBron likes to. Dribble, 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 dribble. I'm going to pass it to you with, with two seconds left. You shoot the ball. That's how he does it. But with the Mavericks and even with, you know, Toronto, I felt like there's more playmaking that goes around his shot. And I feel like if he goes to a team other than the Lakers, I feel like we're going to see a different Danny Green next year. So I don't even think it's him as a player or he's a bad player. I just think that the system doesn't fit him. And everybody can't play with LeBron. It's not it's not LeBron's fault, but I just feel like there are certain players that can do it and certain players that can't do it. And I don't think they 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 flatter each other's game that well. I think the system fits him perfectly because that's what Danny Green is his model is a model his whole career down around was 
those catch and shoot shots and all those shots that he got, he was wide open. He just missed them. Now that uh, last one, he was all wide open. I don't yeah. know how he missed that. But uh, like even all the other shots that he got in the game, like those are the shots that he shoots. Danny Green doesn't really do much. He doesn't pump fake and take people off the dribble. With with Toronto, you know he he was shit. I think he got more shots with the Lakers than he did with Toronto. If you want to keep it keep it a bag, three point attempt wise, just because it's way more opportunities. I think I do I do agree when. Uh, the pressure wise, that's what it is. He may not be, it may be too much pressure. But in terms of the system and him being a shooter and a catch and shoot shooter, not like even like not even as much movement as Duncan Robinson does is walk running around catching off screens. Like Danny's whole career has been catch and shoot. So I think when the Lakers signed him, they thought they were getting a you know which they did you know a knockdown shooter, but he just didn't happen in the playoffs. I just like you said the whole Rodney Hood effect. I think it might have just been the pressure, the pressure of. Fuck, not fuck, damn, I can't say that. The pressure of, like, damn, I got to knock down this shot. If I don't knock it down, then shoot. But is LeBron going to be mad at me? I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing for the Lakers. You know, the, damn, the, 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 the top exposed, you know, you know, the top, you know, one of the top teams in the, if not the top team, you know, popularized in the NBA. So it's going to be a lot of eyes on the pressures on it. Even when they're losing, everybody want to talk, talk about the Lakers. So, I think it might have just been the pressure, especially in the playoffs, and trying to get LeBron that third ring with this third franchise. Um, you never know. We'll see. We'll see next year. We'll see how you know happens. You know this upcoming year. I doubt they get rid of Danny. I don't think they will. Um, just because. I mean, is there a hot market for Danny? You know, um, it's, it's another team. You know the way he performed in the playoffs. Another team would be like, okay, well here you can have. Fred Van Fleet, you know, or somebody. You feel? I'm just, I'm just making, you know, making something up. But I think I don't think Danny's going nowhere. I don't think the Lakers are going to do too much with that roster. It seems like everybody's going to sign back, and um, yeah, man, yeah. So, yeah, we gonna see what grinded your gears but, um, this week, Joy. My the freaking ulcer in my eye. Everybody, I have an ulcer in my eye. I slept in my contacts like a little dummy, and now I have an ulcer in my eye. And I've had it for a week and a half. I can't freaking record anything for my Instagram page, and I do not get clear from the doctors until Thursday, hopefully. So I have not been able to go to work. I haven't been able to do anything. Girl, you better you better put on them down by you better put on them down by three one glasses like LeBron <laughs> and Jamal Murray did, and make shit happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But yeah, that's what grinding my gears is painful, but the, the drops are helping. What about you? What grinded your gears? Look, what grinding my gears is if I slide in your DM, all right, oh, no. and you just seen it, you bet you better stop playing. Stop! You don't don't you better reply. You better say I'm sorry, I'm not interested because now now you got me effed up. Now I'm about to take that booking info and I'm about to slide <laughs> in them emails, all right. And now I'm sending you, I'm sending you hard eyes, uh, uh, eggplant snow, emojis, no, snowflakes, 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 all that, all that in your email. You feel me? So you better either come correct or you gonna have to change that email on on God. That's what's grinding my gears. Oh my goodness, you're a mess. Don't y'all feel like he got the same grinded gears every time we we shoot? I think it's that. It's always female related. Y'all got y'all y'all females got to get together because y'all stressing him out. Y'all missing out on the gym. For real. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Well, that's it for this episode of Found Out. It's your boy B Dot with the lovely Jordy Angela. And until next time, keep flipping, keep schmipping, and keep making shit hipping. And make sure y'all go to vote and wear your mask. Yes, please stay go safe, sanitize. Trump 2020! No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh, no, I'm just my playing. goodness. I'm just... <laughs>